My name is Scott Chaloner and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on a bright but very cool winter day here in the capital and I'm delighted to say that joining us on today's show to hopefully add some more warmth and brightness to affairs is Dave Radley, owner of DMR Training and Consultancy, a construction training provider. Uh, Dave, very warm welcome to yourself today and thanks ever so much for joining us on the programme. Uh, yeah, no problem, Scott. Always a pleasure. Um, I think it's the third time on now, so yeah, I've been looking forward to this. Nice, yeah. just nice to talk again. Yeah, absolutely. Always a pleasure, Dave. And as you say, it's uh, not your first time joining us on the uh, the show today. But uh, just for those listeners that might be relatively new to the programme and might not have come across your earlier podcasts with us, um, obviously I've given a very sort of brief outline of what it is that your business does, DMR training and consultancy. But if you could just expand upon that for those new listeners, that would be great. What is sort of the crux of what you would do in your own words? Yeah, we, we provide um, vocational qualifications and training um, so predominantly the, the construction industry, um, we're doing a lot of more carbon tax qualifications at the moment, um, building and insulation treatment qualifications, but um, generally with you know construction companies. Um, but we do uh, qualifications from ranging from level one um, right up to level seven senior management qualifications um, up and down the country. We've been going since 2013. Um, and we've 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 done different things as we've gone. We've, we've delivered apprenticeships, traineeships, uh, standalone MBQ qualifications, um, and, and other bits of training within construction, like upskilling type qualifications. Um, we've, we've currently got funding. Um, we access European Social Fund uh, funding at the moment across Greater Manchester, Sheffield City region, and Lancashire. Um, so we're currently offering um, qualifications at level two, um, free of charge, basically for anybody that anyone that's eligible for that, the companies uh, or individuals. But, but as I say, we, we do offer up and down the country um, at full cost or, or whatever the, the kind of funding requirements are at the time. So and yeah, we're, we're pretty strong. We've got, we've got a team of 15, 16 at the moment, and, and yeah, it's, it's going well. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's brilliant. And you launched the business yourself in 2013 and you've obviously steered it to quite significant growth since uh, that point in time. Uh, just going back to sort of before DMR training and consultancy came to exist, um, what would you say was kind of that penny dropping moment that made you feel that, you know, going and starting your own business in education, in qualifications was going to be the way forward for you? Um, I was working uh, before I started the business. My last job was working for an awarding organisation. Uh, I, was, I, mean, I was I was covering the Midlands, albeit to live in the northwest, um, but I was covering about eighty-five training centres and/or colleges um, as a quality advisor, um, and I, I was just going around the, the Midlands um, and checking out the centres, this and the other, and seeing how, how, how qualifications and training was delivered. Um, and I, I think a couple of things. One, the, the travelling was getting a bit too much um, because of personal situations, such of children and stuff. But then I, I kind of thought, you know what, I can I can have a go at this myself, and I think we can we can offer quite a bit here. Um, I wanted to offer, you know, something, something new, something innovative, especially a bit like flexible. I, I thought, you know what, you know what, there's, there's, there's like easier ways of delivering these kind of qualifications and training. And if I get the right people in, 
Um, I really think we can make a difference. Um, and it, it, I think it's proved to be, to be true, really. I think, you know, we've, we've done all, we've done really well. Um, and, and we have provided that that kind of different type of uh, support. Um, we, we kind of, obviously, cliche to them, like they've gone the extra mile, but we really have. Um, and that was the, the kind of vision I had. I just thought it could be delivered quite efficiently in, in, in different ways or, or modern ways. Um, and, it, and it kind of went from there, really. Yeah, and I suppose like one of the key pieces of advice for anybody out there that's listening to this that might have their own idea of starting their own business, it is to just kind of take the plunge and go for it, isn't it? Um, we do have a lot of youngsters um, of the entrepreneurial mindset that are regularly tuned into uh, to the podcast, Dave. And um, if you sort of had to share a couple of pearls of wisdom with them as to sort of how to get on that road to success, um, what are some of the key things that were important for you in your journey early on? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of echo what you say, you know, you just, just take the plunge and have a go. Um, but I mean, I think it's important to listen to people, um, people that have done it before, uh, taking the right advice. Um, uh, listen to as many people as you can. I know it can kind of get distorted because you know, I thought you can listen to too many people and, and get stuck in that and, and kind of not make any decisions. I think you have to make some, I mean, over the years, probably more later, really, I've, I've I've delved into it more. I mean, I've, I've lost count of how many, how many kind of books I've read over the last kind of two to three years on, you know, uh, inspirational people, whether that be business people, sports people, mm. um, and different people's journeys. Um, but, you know, prior to that, I've, I've thrown myself into anything where I can get any advice. I mean, I'm going on another course this week, um, which I think I mentioned before to you, um, the Goldman Sachs Centre small businesses program mm. and that's just the latest latest one um that i'm going on uh to, to just just kind of get more knowledge and, and improve you know we're looking to grow even more um, and you know i still don't have all the answers um obviously that tends to be going on the course um it's just like a four-month course but i've done lots with local universities in manchester of you know high growth programs um and i've, I've listened to everything according then from, from networking events beyond that, um, kind of gone and, and probably hassled people actually. Um, you know, it's that old thing of you know, if you got if you don't know the answer, you just go and ask ask a question. Um, and yeah, I've just kind of soaked up everything I can. Um, but I would give it a go. I mean, you're never going to know uh, unless you give it a go. I wouldn't suggest being reckless to anybody. I, I'd say you know all the usual stuff. You know, do your numbers and do your homework first. But, but yeah, I think it's, it's been well worth it for me anyway. Um, and, and as I say, it's not it's not necessarily been too much of a lonely journey. I think it can get like that, but there's no support to break you from yourselves, you know, throughout, especially the last two years, the Leaders' Council, um, the, the Zoom meetings, the, the, the webinars, the stuff yeah. like that um, that's been going on. There's the support everywhere if, if you're willing to look for it and you're willing to embrace it, I think. So, yeah, I'd say go for it and just, just kind of, Keep your eyes open. What's around you? You never know. You might, you might do okay to that. Yeah, and I think it's very important, as you say there, to be willing to obviously reach out to other business leaders. And just remember that when it comes to running a business, it's not just about business growth. It's about kind of self-growth as well, isn't it? Self-development. We're never a finished product, a finished article, even at the, the helm of a business. And there's always something else for us to uh, to learn and. 
I think you've got to sort of open your eyes to that mindset and realize that, you know, I'm not a finished product. I'm not alone in this. And there's always something else that I can, you know, go and go out and find, go out and learn and go and be inspired by. Um, have you encountered in your career, Dave, any sort of standout individuals from any literature you've read or any courses that you've been on that you feel have really had that impression on you and sort of helped you become sort of a better business leader? Um, individuals wise, no, I've, I've been on quite a lot with Manchester Uni um, in, in probably the early days, really. I've got a couple of people um, who are who who good friends now, people like uh, people called Pete Wilde, people called Wes Seal. Uh, Neil Simpson, people who I've, I've come across on kind of high growth programs, and, and you know, people, I'd say people like that who's literally changed my life over the last kind of four to five years because what I've gone on to is to kind of you know become friends with those people. And, um, they're at the end of the phone at any time. Should I should I need any advice? And um, and you know, just with with kind of. Not just just your day to day business, you know, your work life balance, you know, everything that goes with it, and balancing things out, planning for the future. Um, I mean, I could, you know, I could list uh, lots of people, kind of sporting model, role models, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's too many to mention. Um, but but yeah, I think you come across people on a weekly basis. And I'm not afraid, like I said before. I mean, it's like a, a thing that my dad used to say, "In doubt, task. and I'm. Yeah. I think I think they must they must hate me turning up at these kind of events because I'm the one asking all the questions afterwards. Um, but I just want to keep learning. Like, like you say, I don't think you're for the finished product. Um, you, you just got to keep learning. Um, I think that goes goes for anyone. I mean, I think of late, I think if I was to say a standout person that I've like a role model that took took a lot from, who's kind of with the celebrity status, I, I follow quite a lot of what Stephen Bartlett does. Mm. Um, I've just gone on Dragon's Den, but I've, I've been reading his book and, and snippets that he puts out on social media and stuff. Um, but like I said, the, the list is, is too long to kind of to go through now. But yeah, that's, I think that's just a, just a few people that I've been kind of keeping an eye on at the moment. Yeah, individuals kind of shape us as people, don't we? The people that we encounter, but I think also experiences that we go through are incredibly important as well. And I think it's fair to say we've all had quite the experience over the last couple of years with the COVID pandemic. I mean, within business, we always experience challenges in the day to day, but we've never experienced anything quite like the last two years that we have had. And I know we have talked about COVID before when you've been on the programme with us, Dave, but from sort of the beginning of the pandemic right through to uh, to now, would you say that it's been sort of your biggest challenge overcoming the sort of issues that the pandemic has thrown at you? Um. I'd probably say no. I, I, I look at it a different way. I mean, I, I think when when it all kind of came to fruition, what was going on? Um, I think I said in the last last year's podcast, it, it looked like an almighty challenge, and we put together a plan to get through it, um, which I'm, I'm, I'm not going to kind of go into again. Um, it was more of an opportunity, um, and, it, and it really has been an opportunity. We, we saw a real upturn because you know we, we really um, dug deep to try and have a look at. How we become more efficient. Um, it made us react in different ways that I think we had thought about it before, but you know, people were maybe reluctant to, to embrace different things, like, you know, technology, different ways of working. Um, and it, it, you know, I, I can't say it was our biggest challenge. Um, there's been a lot before that um, that was really tough, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll face again. 
Um, but no, I think it was it, it turned out a real opportunity, and, and we haven't looked back. Um, you know, we changed there we were. Um, I don't say drastically, but we've become far more efficient, and, and we're still rolling with that. And, and you know, I have no intention of looking backwards and, and going back to old ways. Um, I'm not saying we've, we've changed everything, like I said, but yeah, the efficiency is uh, it really kicked us on. Um, and it, it was, yeah, a welcome opportunity. I think if, if I was to look back um, in, in 10 years or whatever, it's definitely the period when this has happened has been our biggest biggest contri- contributor to growth, really, I think, uh, to date. Yeah, it's been kind of a watershed moment for many, hasn't it? Because we've been able to kind of reflect on the way that our businesses run, reflect on the way that we are as people. And it's taught us an awful lot. And I suppose, despite all the tragedy associated with the pandemic, there is an awful lot of positivity to take forward from it, an awful lot of really important lessons. And it's sort of testament to that mentality of where there are setbacks, kind of embrace them, learn from them and use that to better yourself rather than viewing setbacks and failures, if we call it that, as almost a terminal thing. And I suppose in kind of British culture more broadly, I think there's a bit of a temptation to shy away from failure and setbacks. And we need to kind of embrace it a little bit more, don't we? And with every setback, we've got to look for the opportunities and the lessons, the positive things that we can take from it. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I mean, the, I, I would say um, setbacks, challenges, um, difficult times are, are definitely the ones that shaped uh, me uh, and the business, um, whether that be the business since it started or, or things in, in my life as a whole, I guess. Um, I mean, you, you don't, you know, you make mistakes and you try to learn from them, um, whether that's personal or business. Um, uh, and yeah, I can also say, you know, you, you don't, it's at the great times, I suppose you don't tend to learn a great lot from. Um, I mean, you, you, you have mistakes, you make, you make mistakes, sorry. Um, things happen, things go wrong, and you tend to go away, or, or at least you should do, you go and pick it apart and think, you know, what, how, how can I do something different? Um, and I think that's a real driver uh, to, move, to move forward. Um, I mean, I think, you know, with the last couple of years, I mean, I was always like that anyway. Um, the last couple of years of, of, as I said before, taught us to kind of dig deep. And once you start getting in that mode of, of, of like a, it's almost an autopsy of, of what you're doing. Um, and then how to move forward from that. You tend to get into that habit of doing it. I know we have. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of, I find myself now always looking at ways of how we can improve, what can we do different. Um, you know, I, I, I've said it a few times on this podcast about, you know, reading different books, attending different you know, programs, listening to different people. Um, I think it's made me uh, go searching for, for answers more. Um, you, know, you, you want more feedback, you want to learn more, you think, well, is this, what, is this what can happen from such big challenges? In a, in a silly way, you kind of go looking for more challenges uh, to see, see how you can come through the other side of it. And, it, and it's, it's good, it's refreshing. Um, it's trying at times, but, but yeah, it's... it's yeah, it is. It's a fantastic way of sort of self-development, isn't it? And you know, when you sort of do find those moments where a challenge comes your way and you do have to adapt and you almost have to change direction within the business to an extent, is it easier to kind of keep the morale high amongst sort of your colleagues and sort of get them on board with that change in direction to sort of execute that to the best possible effect? 
Um, you know what? I've, I've probably wrestled with that probably at least the last four months more than more than other times. I mean, two years ago, you know, we we kind of I came to the meetings um, to suggest the way forward with with COVID, and it was a kind of rallying call to um, you know this is what we're going to do. We keep everybody at work. We're going to move forward um, and keep in touch with each other, and, and so on and so on, and then. As time went by, and you know, we've seen ourselves get out of the situation somewhat. Um, there's, there's, there's been different times. I mean, it has been pretty much all growth, and we've seen some, some great times over the last two years. Um, and I think you can kind of, I, mean, I always try to, it's my natural instinct to put out a positive message. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't speak for any staff or, or people that work around me, but I'd like to think, you know, if, if, if I'm struggling or if there's, if there's challenges or you know, there's bad news to deliver. Um, you wouldn't kind of notice that when I walk into work, you know, I, 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 in my head, I think I have to remain positive. Um, but I think, yeah, as, as I said, I think I probably reckon that over the last one month because I think you can get too positive and you out sometimes and um, people might get a bit complacent. Um, I think it's, it's better to take, take people with you, tell, tell them the truth. Um, but I think you can deliver that in, in a positive way. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer with that. I think, you know, people are different. You know, everybody's a human being in their own right. They, people react differently. And I think that's the, probably the toughest part about running a business. It's people, everybody behaves in a different way, looks at things in a different way, and perhaps not like I do. And you, you're kind of wrestling with how to deliver the news in, in different ways. I mean, there's, there's been no, nothing more so than what's happened in the last two years and how the message has been delivered about COVID and, and what's been going on, what's not been going on and things that we could have better or that we didn't do um, and the mixed messages and so on. It's um, it's, it's messaging, it's people, it's, it's tough. I don't think there's a, a right and wrong answer really. No, I think you're very right. Everybody is different um, in that sense, aren't they? And uh, But I, th- I, do, I do think that you, if you do sort of show that authenticity but bring it across in a positive light... I suppose you, you sort of create a very positive culture within the business, don't you? And I think where the culture's right, where the colleagues are aware that, you know, our leadership is looking after us and vice versa. I think when you've got a happy workforce, when the chips are down and, you know, you have to adapt, you have to change direction and you're in the midst of, say, a crisis, a situation, they're going to go above and beyond for you, aren't they? They're going to bring out the best in themselves. And I suppose it's those businesses which have had that kind of culture in place over the last couple of years that have really, really excelled, isn't it? So it just goes to show sort of the importance of that side of things. Yeah, um, I'd like to think so. Yeah, as I said in the early, early days of the pandemic, it, it was a you know roll your sleeves up time. We're all in it together, um, and, and yeah, we really moved forward with it as a unit. Um, and, and we come out the other side, and, and, and you know I think we're still doing that. Um, and you know yeah, we're not out of it totally. There's still, you know, we still get periods where you know people are off work or isolating or whatever. I mean, I've just literally picked up some bits of snippets of news today um, about the, the, the um, next evening of, of restrictions and stuff like that is just going to happen a little bit early. Um, but as I say, even until recently, you know, we've had different people off. Um, or, or isolating or whatever, but it's still bringing these challenges. But as I say, I mean, it, you know, when we've had people off, everybody's jumped in, covered. Um, so I'd like to think we can keep that mentality 
it all and now um, and I guess it's my job to make sure that happens which again isn't, isn't uh, easy at times um, but yeah as, as the, the kind of closed list or, or at least we hope so um, and, and when kind of normality resumes I'd like to think we, we carry on in that way yeah, exactly. Um, we have heard announcements from the uh, the Prime Minister, haven't we, uh, that um, all COVID restrictions could potentially be gone and the coronavirus act repealed by the uh, the end of the month, uh, start of March. So it looks as if that full economic reopening is upon us. And do you think that this is going to be an important time now just to kind of re-unlock that full potential of business? Because as well as industry has adapted, I suppose, with staff workforces having to isolate and others having to sort of muck in and cover when that does happen. I suppose there's still been kind of less disruption than when we were in the full lockdowns, but it has still been there, hasn't it? So is this the moment now where, you know, it's restrictions are going full steam ahead and we're now, we're now really entering that period of recovery, do you think? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, and I really hope so. I mean, I'm, I'm as excited as the next person. Um, I think it's time to kick on. Um, and I think a lot of thinking that now, I mean, personally, and for my business, um, we're really looking to kick on. We've got some exciting times ahead. Um, you know, we've been preparing for kind of, I won't say for this moment, I mean, we've, we've been, you know, we've been motoring throughout. Um, but yeah, it really feels like the, you know, the, the floodgates are opening and we can, it's a, a kind of opportunity to go and chase those things that you, you perhaps the, the, the few last kind of remnants of if you wanted to, to do, um, which was perhaps holding you back. Um, as I say, some really exciting times ahead for us. Um, just branching out into into different areas. Um, you know, we're, we're getting more customers on board, uh, more staff on board. We've got some new staff to start in the next couple of weeks, and and yeah, if we can kind of start them and move them forward. You know, without the, the shackles of everything we've just, we've just seen over the last two years, it's, it's definitely a, a massive plus point. It's fantastic, isn't it, that given the two years that we've had, we're even using that E-word expansion. It's brilliant to, uh, to talk about. And obviously, without kind of giving the game away too much, um, what sort of areas are you really looking to expand the business into over this uh, next 12 months? And what sort of kind of key projects have you really got in mind that you're going to be pushing forward? Um. We're just, I, mean, I think we're trying to kind of grow our, our current customer base. Um, but, you know, we get a lot of repeat business and companies that, that kind of keep going back to us. Um, but then, you know, we've, 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 we're just in the process of uh, updating our website. We've, we've, we've got some new facilities. And we're going to expand um, as well as our, our existing facilities. Um, and you know we've got more staff. We've done a lot of MBQs, um, uh, like work-based MBQs, over the last probably three to four years, and not as much on the training side, where you know people come off site and do a bit of training, which we'll probably go into a little bit more. Um, we're now getting more larger companies on board that are looking to um, to work with us for longer-term projects, where you know we're, we're managing their training needs. Um, we've, we've we've done. We've worked in construction, should I say, for you know, the last nine years. Um, but since day one, we, we did start working with external wall insulation, wall insulation, all the, all the everything that comes with um, insulation and uh, new, new modern methods of working. Um, I mean, it was around when, when the Green Deal was kind of kicking about, and yeah. that was something we were really keen on. 
Um, and then when that, that kind of uh, stopped, we, we still carried on with, with um, you know, training qualifications at, at that oak. But, but not as much. But then I think over the last kind of two years and, and what's gone on and, you know, the, the focus on net zero and, and, and all that kind of stuff at the moment, um, we're pretty much back into it. And over the last, last couple of years, we've been delivering a lot of built insulation and building treatment qualifications. Um, we're picking funding up in those areas and, and we really want to kick on uh, with that. Um, so, so a lot of our companies are, you know, passing, passing us on to other companies and yeah I think I think we can kind of expand quite a lot into that and some other ideas in, in, in different sectors I think what we're trying to achieve is you know if a company comes to us with their training needs you know we're not just pigeonholing you know yeah. in construction we're covering everything um, as I say I mean to kind of give too many secrets away or, or kind of speak too soon because we've not we've not got to that point yet sort of possibilities doesn't it when things like green skills and the demand for those within construction are now starting to permeate into that sort of training education sector and that's sort of creeping into qualifications as well so it's another thing to focus on and I suppose at a time as well where we're talking about sort of you know the great resignation so many people sort of leaving certain roles in sectors that have had a hard time over the last couple of years and they're looking for sort of more lucrative roles in different industries like the demand for education, the demand for qualifications is only going to go up. So for the likes of yourselves, it's a very, very exciting time, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's what I was kind of, you put it better than I did. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's no secret, you know, the focus is on, you know, whatever you want to term it, you know, build back better or the rebuild or, or however you want to call it. But yeah, it's time to get moving again. I think, and you know, I mean, as I said earlier, we deal with government funding, proper um, training, qualifications, um, with what's needed, and you know, the funding naturally is is kind of sent into the areas where we need to to develop. Um, as you, you alluded to, though, that you know, there's people, you know, totally changing industries. There's industries popping up, jobs popping up that, that didn't exist before. Um, and as a training provider, you, you really are right in the middle of it. Um, There's probably never been a better time. Um, I mean, I, I think over the last kind of two to three months, all I think we've been doing is, is writing bids um, for different bits of funding. Um, I finished the last one last Friday um, to the, the, the construction industry training board. Um, they've released a lot of funding. And it's the same stuff, you know, they're going out to industry and asking the right questions of, of what's needed, where's the skills gaps, how can we fill it, and then out goes the funding as it, it, it's been over the last but for a long time. Um, and, and we're right in the mix to, to get a share of that, I'd like to think. As I say, we're bidding 
for different parts of funding. Um, so we can, we can then hopefully go and offer um, or expand our offer, should I say. And, and what we are really looking at is these areas uh, or sectors what are really up and coming. Um, what, what I said didn't even exist maybe, maybe two years ago. Um, I mean, I, I don't suppose you can, as a trainer, you can't really ask for any more. I mean, if we'd have had this call probably, you know, three, four years ago, I'd have been kind of saying, ah, you know what, something's dried up or we used to get a decent funding and we, we don't anymore and stuff like that. But, you know, I think every time we open the laptop in the morning, there's, there's, a, new, there's a new tender box open. It, it, it's really exciting. It's good to refer to. I think you, you, you kind of give you something back. Um, you know, people that's transferring or people that young people that's coming through, whatever it may be, um, you're giving them a real valuable career. And it's, it's what we've done since day one and, and goes back to why, why I wanted to start the business. Uh, I think we're providing something, something good. Yeah, it's, it's a positive thing, isn't it? The attitudes now towards technical qualifications seem to be starting to shift for the better, absolutely. And more young people are sort of becoming interested in careers in construction and other similar industries rather than sort of being sort of squarely focused on academia as well. So hugely positive development, big, big news as well for addressing those long-standing uh, labour shortages that we've seen. Um, we talked about funding as well there, Dave. Uh, but lastly, just one thing I wanted to ask you before we, uh, we wrap up today. Um, if there's anything else that the uh, the government could do, if, uh, say, Boris Johnson was listening to this, um, what could the government really, really do to sort of really help your sector moving forward over the next 12 months, do you think? Funding is one thing, but is there absolutely anything else that could be done? Um, I think it, it usually comes down to the same couple of best. I mean, yeah, funding. Um, I, I, yeah, I'd say offer out funding in the right places. Um, uh, and listen to the, you know, get the right info, the right intelligence of, of like what's needed before, before you kind of um, put it out there. Um, I think that they're trying to do, I think, you know, for, for years and years, we've been trying to spread that message, especially when we're in vocational training, so, or technical, uh, whatever you want to call it. I think we, we've been trying to put that message out that it's as good as, you know, academic qualifications. I think that message needs to keep being put out there, um, and, and I think it is. I think I think people are trying with it. Um, I think I think just keep keep listening to the right people. I mean, I think I think sometimes you know the, the government maybe listen, and, and I get it because they'll go out, you know, consultations or, or whatever, and they want information back, and they tend to get you know the larger companies um, right up in, at the top of the supply chain, providing feedback. Um, I think I think there's probably more of a voice needed for the for the smaller companies. Um, I'm not I'm not saying they don't have a voice. Um, I just think sometimes it, it, it's distorted by the time that it gets through kind of supply chains. And I've, I've sat in working groups and, mm. and such in the past, um, and it all depends on who you get around the table. Um, but you know, you can only invite people to, to participate, and if, if you can lead a horse to water, so to speak, and, and you've got to get them people providing feedback. I mean, I, I do see the other side to it where you, know, you get plenty of people mourning that X, Y, Z hasn't been done. But then, you know, when he was asked about it or he was invited to contribute, it, he wasn't there type of thing. But, but yeah, I think it's just listening to, I mean, I, I live in a, a, a northern town and I think sometimes we, we don't feel heard enough. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk at the moment about levelling up and, mm. and everything that, that comes with that. Um you know, I, I, I'm not entirely sure how that's all going to work out. But, yeah, I think if, if 
you know, more, more people can be heard from places like this. Um, I think the better, you know, I think we've got something, something decent to say. Um, and as much of a voice as anyone else would like to think, they, they really take all that seriously and uh, really do start trying to bring on some of the other, the other areas of the country. I think that's very right, isn't it? And hopefully, like I say, I know Michael Gove has um, revealed the levelling up strategy, which is going to take place between now and 2030. And we do sort of wait in hope that it's going to have that impact of redistributing some of that wealth away from the Southeast Economic Powerhouse and spreading that all over the country to make sure that we have an economically prosperous nation all the way through the uh, the UK, because it is so, so important. There is some incredible work going on in all of the, the regions of this great country. And you know, everybody deserves to have their voice heard and everybody deserves to fulfil their potential. And I think um, given some of those fantastic plans that you've got within your business um, over the uh, the next few months and years, David, um, it's going to be something great to keep an eye on. And uh, I'm hoping that the next time that I welcome you back onto the programme, which I'm sure I will at some point, there'll be even more sort of positive news to share about how those expansions, those projects that you've got in the pipeline are coming along. And hopefully, you know, we'll start to see those businesses in sort of the more provincial areas of England really starting to fulfil that potential that we talked about? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, I'd like to think so, and I'm sure it will. If it's anything to, to go by for the last, last couple of years, um, it should be an interesting, you know, 12 months, two years ahead. So, yeah, can't wait to catch up again, Scott. It's always a pleasure, as I say. Likewise, Dave, always a pleasure welcoming you onto the programme. Wish you the best of luck over the year, the course of uh, this year with everything that you've got in the pipeline. Uh, do, of course, take care and do stay safe with all still going on. And I'm sure that by the time we speak again, we'll have some real positive news to, uh, to share on where the business is going. Yeah, you too, Scott. Thanks again and take care of yourself. It was a pleasure, as always, to welcome Dave Radley, owner of DMR Training and Consultancy, onto today's programme. And I do hope that everybody tuning in enjoyed the interview just as much as I did. Um, to anybody tuning in today who might own their own business or organisation, who feels that you might your, have your own tale of success and of innovation to share with us here at the Leaders' Council, then by all means, we also want to hear from you. So why not also apply to be on the show via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Until next time, to all of our regular listeners, please do take care and goodbye.